Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to The Sportive. Uh, I'm John Marthaler. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to The Sportive. It's the four of us tonight. The, the classic hey, four. The classic group. The big four. I don't know. We don't have a good nickname other than The Sportive, obviously. Uh, you, you just heard Stu there. How you going, How you doing, Stu? Hey, guys. How's it going? Clarence, what's going on? What's up, fuckers? And Brandon who is, has just been telling us to suck it up about the weather because he's used to it at this point. But we're not. It was uh, 115 degrees here, whatever it was today. Shout out to Fairfield, Connecticut. <laughs> my new is that thing. where Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac is? Or <laughs> Tell me that's where Quinnipiac is. I don't know what that means. No, this is a shout out. This is the um, city. I don't know if you heard it this week, but... Um, a bunch of people in the Fairfield, Connecticut community, their cable went out, and a lot of them called 911 immediately. <laughs> and the police had to come out and be like, do not call us when the cable goes out. I don't care that Breaking Bad is about to come on. It's going to lead to an arrest if you keep doing it. So way to go, Fairfield, Connecticut. You're all a bunch of idiots. Way to make the rest of America wow. feel good about themselves. Idiots oh, that have first world problems are way more obnoxious than idiots who have real problems. So I'm mad at them. Take that. Are you sure? It wasn't Fairfield, Ohio or Fairfield, Florida. It was Fairfield, Connecticut. I double-checked. It was Connecticut. What a bunch of dreamers. I would not have expected that. I expect better out of the nutmeg state. I'm kind of bummed out that they they didn't just release the names of the people who called, because I think that would be hilarious (laughs) for their friends to know. Like, Gladys, you were making fun of people for doing it, and you did it yourself, idiot. Gladys. (laughs) Gladys. It's one of my go-to names. Yep. Go-to Connecticut names. Classic Connecticut name. The old nutmeggers. All right. I really hope that's the nutmeg state, by the way. I'm not going to look it up. We are not going to look it up. Hashtag SportiFacts on Twitter, everyone. Go ahead and correct us. Uh, We want to start this week uh, getting back to something from episode 25. Uh, Josh Fiddler at at CD12Josh, I think, actually. I think I may have written that down wrong. He... Last week, two weeks ago, he sponsored the podcast, and last week, he and his bride-to-be 
went to meet with the priest, and he sent us a bunch of questions about, I suppose, about marriage and about the his future life together, and who better to answer those questions than the Sportive Podcast, which, by the way, is Aaron Gleeman's favorite local podcast. He said that this week, so... I think we should all. all, right. all I, th- right. I think we should take a minute yeah. to feel good about ourselves before we start on this. We really should. He hates a lot of things. That's really incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it well as far as Aaron Gleeman is concerned. He does hate a lot of things. So for him, so that is an accomplishment. I think we should we should you know take that you know as a compliment. For Aaron, a new model could, new model could be haters love us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. True. For Aaron and the other 29 people who listen to this podcast, you're welcome. We're going to keep on going. One of whom is Josh, so let's get to his questions here. Um, his first question was, number one, how do I get her to cook but also instill strict limits like no gazpacho, taco seasoning, Nutella, or hummus? I think that may be a question for Clarence. That's a bad question for me because I do all he the cook. cooking. That's um, true. That's yeah. Yeah, I, he's going to have to uh, just either either grin and bear it and eat whatever she's making or Grab a fucking spatula, Josh, and uh, cook it yourself. You know, fucking, you know, uh, yeah. It's 1953 anymore, as as much as we want it to be. Um, oh God, I, w- I wish. <laughs> so sticking and, all the uh, sass in the back, talking. Fucking right. Uh, damn it. Uh, no, it, that's no, so, no that's one's wearing gingham dresses anymore. It's bullshit. <laughs> no, you um, guys. I have maybe an you guys have some, yeah, some answers. Go for it. I think that um, there's two things you need to do. Um, one, just be terrible at cooking. Be worse <laughs> at cooking than she is at all times. It's really important. Um, and then two, just be an absolute baby when she makes those foods. Uh, refuse good, to eat like it. it. Just be a total prick about it. Um, yeah. Just wear her down. You can do that in marriage, Josh, I promise you. On certain yep. elements, you can just wear her down and let her know, this guy's not perfect and here's one of his faults, but I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to be okay with it. I will say no, Brandon, you only have old a few bullets in that particular holster, though, right? You can only wear her down in a few different areas. You have to be great in a lot of other areas, so she's okay with this. There's the old saying that you can't change a person. You know, it, they are with... No, you totally can change a person if you just bitch and moan and act like a baby. I think that's a great suggestion, Brandon. Just <laughs> yep. wear her down. I totally can. That's genius. I like it. But you can't do it in every situation because then nope. what you're going to have on your hands is uh, divorce. <laughs> you're going to be divorced. Correct. Yeah. So just pick out a few things that are really, really deal breakers for you and be an absolute baby if you don't get your way about them, and you'll be totally fine. But don't go to the well too many times. That's right. a good idea. I like that. Yep. And mm-hmm. if, like, if you're really good at fixing things or cleaning, like, like you know, if you clean the bathroom for her, you can probably get away with like no taco season or no, no hummus forever. You clean a bathroom, they will be grateful for a good month just by just you know this is a, just clean a toilet. It's a fix, oh. fix something. You know like what I also like or something. Fix something. It's they love that. It is huge. That's ingrained. Uh, that's biological. Another thing that you need to do, and this is a great strategy. Um, whatever chore or uh, household duty that you're actually okay with, you know, you don't mind vacuuming or you don't mind paying the bills. What you need to do is tell her that you absolutely fucking hate doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But then you just do it anyway, and she thinks that you're making a sacrifice. Then you come back with no goddamn taco seasoning in this house. I vacuum. I hate vacuuming more than anything in the world, but I do it for you. Mm-hmm. So it's important. So really, what you're saying is it's important to remember marriage is 
psychological foundation of life. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, yes. it's psychological warfare, is what it is. <laughs> I mean, you can learn from how you know the U.S. Army treats uh, terrorist uh, prisoners, um, things like that. Marriage, it's, it's Guantanamo in your own home. Ah, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> uh, all right. No, just don't always be a baby. That's my that's my advice. All right. Question number two. So the wife wants you to go jean shopping at the Buckle, and you just want Levi's from Pennies. Now what? So well, she wants to buy you jeans from the Buckle? Um, yeah, she, it's a little unclear from the question, it. but apparently she wants you to be wearing Buckle jeans rather than Levi's. No. no. Yeah, that happens. That's a thing. Is he marrying a 15-year-old? <laughs> um, that's unclear. Yeah. I would assume not. The Buckle shows that he doesn't really know a whole lot about clothes. Right. I know the, the buckle. Yeah, this is. My, my, I, is that? I, it sounds like it could like be like R and C Western Shop or something. It's, it's right, actually, it in the Saint Cloud Mall. It's right next to it. It is literally right next to the RCC Western store, where you can get your oversized belt buckles and goofy shirts. And but it has men's shirt. jeans in it. Yeah, and it it's a lot of the, uh, whiskers and a different colored. Uh, it's not yeah, jeans for the, me. Yeah, there's embroideries on them, I believe. There's embroideries on these jeans. That's what Dr. Huff was saying about it. Do they have any loose-fit boot-cut <laughs> jeans? Because those are the best jeans ever fucking made. No. And for whatever reason, old Steve Levi fucking just, just shit the bed. No, we're going to cut it out, and we're going to go another direction. They and, sold uh, nine pairs in history. What does boot-cut no, mean? Boot-cut boot has to get the... wide at the bottom so it's easier to get your boots on and off. They get so wide right. at the bottom. They're like bell-bottoms. Nah, they're they're not, not like bell bottoms. Aren't all loose fit jeans wide on the bottom though? Yeah, but they no, but some are tapered. Tapered a little bit. Bell yeah. cut go to the knee and then they go out a tiny bit. They fl- they don't flare a whole ton, just enough to just give a little a guy bit of a flare. Just a li- just a little bit of a flare. Yeah, give a guy a profile, you know. All right, so Brandon, I think you get the final ruling on this one as the fashion expert of the podcast. What do you do here? So here's the thing about jeans. Um, this is going to be... A, okay, her point of view is she wants him to wear shit that actually fits him so he looks more like an adult, right? Um, but his point is that he wants to be comfortable. So there is a perfect solution to this, and uh, they're called jeans with stretch in them. Are we talking about... What are those things called? Maternity, maternity jeans? <laughs> Panel pants. Uh, you're talking about, what, jeggings? Yes, that's the that's, that's the term I was looking for. Jeggings. Yes, you're we're recommending not talking about jeggings, but I do understand that that would be the first thing you're thinking. But okay, so um, most jean companies they have like a a couple different um, I don't know what you call them styles or models or whatever that have like one or two percent stretch in them, and they're the greatest ever. They're so much more comfortable than any other pairs of jeans, and you also can wear clothes that actually fit you. So you don't look like a teenage fan of 311. That's a perfect <laughs> solution. That's what I recommend to uh, all dudes who don't want to get bitched at by their um, significant others for um, wearing giant jeans. Go to the store and do what I do. You find a huge rack of jeans at like Nordstrom Rack or whatever, huge and rack. slowly yank on every single pair of jeans yeah. until you find the one that has some stretch that has some stretch to it and then buy that pair of jeans and then don't ever buy another pair of jeans until you have to replace with that specific model and then you're done you don't have to think about jeans anymore what if you just found one pair and then bought ten and just slowly rotated through them you'd that be, is you'd be uh, done jean shopping for the next 35 years 
you know that that's uh, guys do that way more often than you think. Like obviously, I that's my job to understand these sort of things. And it's a really, really, really common thing for guys to not buy a polo shirt for six years, and then he goes to the store and he buys eleven of them. Absolutely, <laughs> and we never see him again. Sure. If so he was like, up- well, how do we get that guy back into the store? And the answer is, you don't. You won't see him for Can't. five years. You're not going to. Nope. He's got I'm all the polo shirts he needs. If it was yep. up to me, I, I would go shopping once and then never go shopping again. Just buy enough yeah. clothes to last me literally the rest of my life. I, well, John, that's the thing about marriage. I don't know that I've gone clothes shopping in 13 years. Shut She's, up. But, no, fuck, I don't do it. She buys pretty much every stitch of clothing I wear. I won't. I, I don't enjoy doing it. I won't. I won't do it. So she does. So you That's are it. just asking me. You're asking me about the loose fit boot cuts by proxy, so you can tell her yes. to go out and get them for you. Now I'm wondering if maybe they are around, and she just didn't like them, and she told me that they stopped making them <laughs> because <laughs> you know, like, what do I know? Yeah, um, no on psychological of, warfare. There you go. Fucking right. It's, light bulb oh. just went off in my it's head. Running back. Huh. Good for I her. Think, uh, think about that one. But if she bought me something from the buckle, it'd be a waste of time because I'm not going to wear it. So there. That's I guess what I would do. I'm telling you, you get yourself into a pair of stretch jeans. There's no going back. It's like getting a. Uh, it's like getting the DVR on your TV. You don't go back to not having DVR, right? That's just it. Yeah. That's life now. Stretch yeah. jeans are in that category. Hmm. Stretchy pants. Okay. I'll mention it to her. Stretchy pants. All right, next question. It, it apparently is sort of a moral quandary. No money for brand name ketchup, but we need to budget for every sports station in the world in case something nondescript like fencing takes off. Where do you draw the line, I think, is the question here. How do you deal with budgeting for sports while also having no money? I think that's where we're going with this question. Well, first of all, you get the brand name ketchup. Yeah, exactly. You make, I, you make room for that. If you got to get rid of like the MLB network to get Heinz ketchup, you do it. I don't. I don't associate with people who use Hunt's ketchup or Market Pantry or Annie's Organic Tree Hug ketchup. That's that shit's Stop just it. wrong. Yeah, Restaurant yeah, ketchup is where I would rather oh. have fucking uh, the yellow and black ketchup from 1982 that like the Red <laughs> All used to have the super yeah, generic stuff. <laughs> than than that stupid fucking chutney raspberry ketchup that you'll have at like some stupid ass restaurant. Oh, they're the you know, worst. Their homemade house or house ketchup. But fuck you yep. with your house ketchup. Like, I mean, the name the ketchup is processed. Call it something yes. different if you need to call it. It's not ketchup. That's right. Yeah. You know what? Really, while we're talking about ketchup, there seems to be a trend these days in restaurants that don't give you the bottle of ketchup at your table, but rather bring it in these Burn little the ground. tiny one-ounce cups or whatever, and you say, oh, uh, could I get some more ketchup? And they bring you one more one-ounce ketchup. No, like it's 1911 yeah. fucking Prussia, you know, and we're in some sort of goddamn <laughs> ketchup shortage or something. <laughs> Fuck you. I know. Or the guy at the drive-thru that you ask for ketchup, and, like, the packets are coming out of his fucking salary, yep. and he gives you, like, one what the fuck, fuck you, one goddamn packet? Give me some fucking ketchup, you stupid asshole. What the fuck <laughs> is the matter with you? God, one fucking packet. You get homie a one packet of ketchup. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Good jerk off. <laughs> that was the most profane rant in the history of this podcast, and it was about ketchup packets. 
Well, I'd argue, I'd argue it was the most important profane one, so. too, because this is an important subject. <laughs> this wasn't the ketchup rant that we wanted. It's the ketchup rant that we needed. It's the ketchup rant that America needed. Take notice, America. Restaurants of America, you are on notice. <laughs> I honestly, oh, yeah. I, I don't even understand the concept around giving you a tiny little bowl of ketchup. Is the is no. the bottle of ketchup that unsavory looking that you can't even have it at the table? I know. Is that the problem? Listen, I don't Are care how classy the restaurant like, you Get the shit out of here. That doesn't make any sense. Like I say, burn them all to the ground. If you do it, they shut the door. Just board them up. If you do that. No complaints here. Yep, so yeah, uh, get Heinz ketchup and then make your uh, sports television purchasing decisions yep. on, you know, a make- case-by-case basis. Cut something else out. I mean, is there like a medicine yeah. or something that you don't, <laughs> like, super need? Yep. You know, yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe a painkiller of some kind. Maybe you just get a, you suck it up a little bit and get the tennis channel and coffee. Maybe switch switch from beans or the bagged stuff to the big old canisters of Maxwell House. Grandma doesn't have to be in a super nice nursing home. I mean, you can get her kind of the (laughs) The one on sixty minutes. Barely making sense these days, anyway. She doesn't know where she's at. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, You can cut elsewhere. Um, I think that also maybe if he's just trying to come up with an argument for his wife to understand, um, I think this one it's all about the spin. Again, if we're going to get into the psychological warfare, um, one way to justify expensive TV channels for sports is that would mean less going out to watch the sports somewhere else. And obviously beer and food at home is a lot cheaper so if you spin it right, I think you can say that it's actually a cost saver. That's genius. It's genius. Fucking, you're, that's why yep. you're in the corporate world, and I'm a jerk <laughs> up. Quick trip hot dogs, three for a dollar. <laughs> genius ideas like that's that. Quite, that's quite Roxy. a deal, though. Yeah. <laughs> Good hot dogs, though. Mm-hmm. Rock solid. Best gas station hot dogs in the effing metro. Best gas, best gas station, period, when you get right down to it. Oh, there, I don't think there's any doubt. It's, it makes me sad they're from Wisconsin. But quick yeah. trip, I gotta admit, they're just a solid, just they're a the best. rock yeah. solid gas station. Yep. When I, those... like, I find out like the American Nazi Party owns them, I'm gonna be so sad, but I'm still probably <laughs> yeah. gonna go there. I'm hesitant to look up, you know, who runs them because I like that place so much for, you know, getting hit up like on a trip down to the cities or something. And just you're kind of terrified. It's Pol Pot. What fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the Khmer Rouge are running the place. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, yeah, shit, but they do have good hot dogs. I'll give Pol uh, that. They don't uh, charge fee on their ATMs, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Do they have the uh, frozen pizzas you guys have been talking about this week? I have not looked at their frozen pizza selection ever. Okay. They've got Urge, which is their, their store brand. And then yeah. they've got Jacks and your tombstones. I do not believe they have the, the West 7th Street or whatever ones that we were discussing. Which, which, I, which I did not. That's Undercover Red Savoy. I had no idea. I didn't either, which I am so embarrassed. Right. I love frozen pizza and I love Red Savoys. I had no idea. Yeah. I never heard of it. Was that, that was a Steve Walsh 3 who came up with that? I believe. Yeah, yeah. Shout good, out to Walsh. Good job at Steve Walsh 3. Appreciate it, Steve. Yeah, yeah we had no idea. And that, yeah, those are very good frozen. They're they're in the Haggies. They're in that stratosphere of really good frozen pizza you can get at the store or the bar. Gonna have to try them out. Yep, damn right. All right, next question, and I think this is more of a general question about marriage. And I think we 
I think we're heading towards an answer already. But how do you introduce ideas that some say are some say are crazy and not lose credibility? The examples he gives of crazy ideas are saying Major League Baseball should pitch underhand and Genius. the NFL should <laughs> should eliminate all hitting. Yep. I assume the NHL making defensemen play without sticks is in that category too. Crazy how do you introduce a crazy idea like that and not lose your credibility in a marriage? Well, so he's talking about trying to get a three-way going, isn't he? I was going to yeah. say, I think he's yeah. talking about butt sex, right? Like trying to do it in the butt. That, yeah, that's, yeah. Trying to talk her something... to the butt hole. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to read that's between tough. the lines here a little bit, I think. Yeah, he's... trying to see where he's trying to go with this one. I don't know that I'm comfortable answering this one, but... Uh, really, let his priest handle it. Just kinda, just, yeah. Just, yeah, let, the, yeah, let a man at the man of the cloth, maybe this year. <laughs> Josh, tell you us know, on I Twitter don't... what the priest said about that one. Put yeah. out some uh, some uh, jelly out on, you know, just set it out on the kitchen table uh-huh. and, uh, as like a conversation a starter. You know, just throw it out there. Ask, and her, ask her what she thinks about Kate Upton. You know. <laughs> yeah. we gotta, she's got a real hard opinion about Kate Upton one way or the other. You know. <laughs> See where it goes from yeah. there? Oh. And yeah, uh, that's but yeah, you really yeah tread pretty lightly there. That's really all we can tell you. I, I'm not going to tell you one way or the other what to do there. I think you have to uh, make up a friend at work who had a threesome or who had the butt sex, and say like that yeah. happened, and they seem to love it. Isn't that crazy? And then see, <laughs> she's like, oh, I don't know. Then you broach it. Then she's like, oh, that's disgusting. Don't talk then to you don't at work anymore. Answer. Then you're done. Yeah. You don't you don't yep, push yep. it after that. By the way. No, yeah, Desiree, no, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, push it. Yeah. Don't come uh, back six months later. Hey, you know, Carl at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, she's not going to get more adventurous as time goes on. Just, just keep mm-hmm. that in mind right now, Josh. So I can't decide whether we should sell this podcast as a all women should listen to this so they know what men are really thinking, or b uh-huh. no women should listen to this in case they want to kill every one of us. Probably b. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's be honest. That's not a big problem. I have um, an actual answer to to his um, crazy idea. Just in case he does actually want to talk sports and has some great ideas. Um, There's two. It's a two step approach. Number one is you have to start by mentioning the problem before you bring up the idea. So by mentioning the problem, you get everybody to agree with you uh, at the onset. So like, man, these injuries to pitchers. They're really awful, aren't they? Everybody has to agree with something that normal, right? And then you get into that solution. It makes it a little bit harder for them to call you an asshole because you can keep going back to like, but you agreed with me at the beginning. Um, and if they continue to disagree with you, here's something that's worked for me, is call them dinosaurs who are afraid of change. <laughs> you uh, called me that. And yeah, just that, over and over and over, that. just keep hitting that one really hard. Um, it, huh. That's something you do when the argument's basically over and you've both got your feet set in. Um, it doesn't actually help, but it will make yourself happier by making others less happy. Tearing other people down, yeah. Yep. That's important, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's good to know. It's kind of a universal thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. In an argument, when is it most appropriate to use the phrase tit-yanking? Probably never. Yeah... Maybe a close guy friend. This is your only your only opportunity to use it. Not with your wife. It may it's yeah, not very appropriate. It's probably more appropriate to actually yank her tip just out of the blue. <laughs> use the actual word. Tip yank. Um, yep. 
he may get you further. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think uh, yeah, they, they don't they don't like that vulgar poop talk. It's just don't. The word the "tit" in, in particular, most women I I've found have a pretty big problem with it for some reason. He yeah. is a far as far as I can tell. Josh is a farmer, so he may get a little bit more leeway with the tit talk, just as a, a, a cattle, you know, with uh, with cattle and, and teats and, and, and that kind teat, of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he word, may... a little, yeah, a, there's a less of a taboo around the word in that household, maybe. He may have a shot, yeah. Yeah. But in general, no, no. Taking is something we use here internally, guys. It's an internal word. Yeah, it's a guy thing. Yeah, let's keep it in the gender, fellas. Yep, safe place. I think the next question is related. How does one start to talk of glory holes around females and not get punched right square in the nuts? We may need to ask Holly on this one. Yeah. You need that to establish that was a big uh, establish establish that you're in like a safe zone. Like uh, it can falls when she's uh, about 150 miles away. That was a good one. <laughs> well, I said it while I was on the when telephone. She doesn't know your real name. <laughs> That's a very yeah, safe, a zone. safe zone. That's, That's the yeah. best way to do it is when you use a fake yeah. name. Um, also, I think sometimes. Just wait until the girl is disgusting first, you know? Then you know you can be disgusting as well. Don't start off being disgusting and hope she plays along yeah. and joins mm-hmm. in. You need yeah. to let her get going. And, you know, I would say Holly definitely has been fairly disgusting on her own, which is fantastic. Sure, sure. It's helpful. Really it helpful. is helpful. You may want to bring it up when she's drunk just <laughs> to see because that's when she's going to be the most truthful and if mm-hmm. she's like, oh, glory holes, you know, that's fucking great. Let's go down to the big steer truck stop and see what they're all about. <laughs> you know, then you know, well, shit, here we are. Um, but if she says, oh, it's disgusting. Because in Vino Veritas, when she's drunk, she'll mm-hmm. tell you the truth. So start there. And uh, if, she, if she says it's disgusting, then that's it. To close the, close the chapter on that one. And this might be another opportunity to use Dave from work. Dave from work told me this disgusting glory hole joke. Do you want to hear it? And yeah. she'd be like, stop talking about Dave. He's a horrible person. <laughs> then move on. Yeah, man. She says, people just, we people just tuning in. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Stu. Sorry. No, I was just going to make a dumb joke about in vino veritas. I, go no, ahead. I want to hear it. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying that's Latin for in vino Jason Veritek. That was the joke. That was it. That's what I was trying to interrupt twice was the Jason Veritek joke. <laughs> I should just hang up right now. I am so angry at myself for interrupting the flow of everything with the Jason Veritas show. You say that, but all three of us are giggling right now. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's because it was so dumb, it went back around the cover. No, guys, I was done. That's the sweet spot. The sweet spot is to go. (laughs) That's the sportive sweet spot right there to go all the way back around. All right. Next question. How do you raise children with an open mind and let them play soccer, but not be so supportive that we can watch it in the house on the television? Well, John takes offense oh. to that question. Yeah, but I don't have any kids. Ah, uh, okay. I, I think thought this... about this one for a long time, and my answer is, it's impossible, so don't let them play soccer. And this is kind of a topic we've covered a number of times when we've asked Clarence about, you know, your kids play soccer. They may become soccer fans. 
the best I can do is that you let your kids do a lot of shit when they're young that you know they're going to eventually grow out of. It's like uh, watching the fucking Doodle Bops when they're two. You know, they're not, if they're still watching the Doodle Bops when they're 18, well, yeah, you got some fucking problems. Uh, eventually they grow well, out of them. But you can store weed from your kids if they're watching. So let them play soccer when their kids. Eventually they'll grow out of it and play, you know, stuff where they can use their hands and, and, and you know, sports like that. I don't, I'm hesitating to say real sports because then John will punch me next time I see him. Um, <laughs> but they, that's that's it. They may grow out of it. So let them try new things um, because it's the stuff that you say they absolutely can't do that they're going to run to the most. Um, yeah, maybe you let them do it, but then you all you do a few side comments here and there of like, yeah, you know, this is a fun way to stay in shape for other sports. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's the way we do it. That's if you're yeah. ready for hockey. Yep. Let them know that you're okay with it, but come on. This isn't a for real thing we're doing, kid. This is just the equivalent of, like, going for a run in the morning, you know. Just stand in shape. No. And if they end up loving soccer and playing soccer, well, then that's just fine. I, I, I love them, so whatever they want to do, I will be supportive of. And we should point out that I'm the exception rather than the rule because, you know, I grew up in Ortonville. I don't think there was even a soccer ball anywhere in Ortonville. But somehow I still ended up loving it. So clearly it's me, not the sport of soccer, that's so enticing that it's going to draw your children in like drugs on the playground are. Well, and even no matter what your kids do, you love them. You know, even like Jeffrey Dahmer's parents were like, yeah, yeah, we know he's a monster, but we still love him. He's our child. So, you know, in the same vein, if our kid plays soccer, you know, it's not ideal. But you, you know he's a monster, but like you still love him all the same. Yeah. And we like wish he wouldn't have eaten our cereal. other child. <laughs> yep. He's like a serial murderer. But uh, Why did you eat all those that. prostitutes and like soccer, Jeffrey? <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, Clarence and Stu, correct me if I'm wrong, but all youth, youth sports are pretty painful from an entertainment perspective, right? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. There's different yeah, levels tough. of pain. Some are more or worse than others, but yeah, they're pretty much the all older. Hard. The old, the older they get, the better they get. Like my la- my daughter's last year of uh, basketball was pretty in a, a fairly entertaining product. There were some girls there who you could tell were going to be really good high school basketball players. But yeah, the fifth grade high school basket or the fifth grade children's basketball, ugly, ugly. I kind of used to enjoy the. If it wouldn't be your kid, you would not watch it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the the other thing: non-parents just standing around, and if so, they're going. Well, there are there are some, and you keep an eye on them because they're obviously (laughs) there's something bent inside there. There's something (laughs) not right with those people. The other thing about it, Brandon, is if you don't know anything about the sport they're playing, it's more enjoyable. Like soccer, watching my kids play soccer is actually. More enjoyable because I don't know what they're doing wrong. I don't you know can pretend about, that like, they're doing well. Like, oh, you just scored yeah, on that exactly goal that was right. next to him. That's great. Yeah, but watching him play baseball, you're like, what the fuck are you do? Why would you do that? That's fucking stupid. That was a stupid play. So yeah, I would say um, that's the benefit of soccer. That's great. That's that helps a lot. All right, final question now. <laughs> How do you respond to this? This is apparently coming a quote coming from his wife. How do how do you respond to a quote like this? So let me get this straight. You gave money to four ass clowns on the internet to talk about potato guns and Waylon Jennings on a completely free podcast, and your best defense is that they are now your internet friends. 
<laughs> There's no defense. We have, <laughs> yeah. we have not she yeah. nailed him. Not. Yeah, she, You're on your own. Yep. You're yeah. on your own, Josh. My she only suggestion um, on this was to tell her it came out of your OxyContin budget. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. a lot of life and a lot of marriage is explaining how things could be a lot worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to yep. just keep things relative in marriage. This yeah, is this is why Brandon is is a CEO at this point because he knows how to cast things as an improvement over the horror that could have happened. Sure, we lost ten million dollars, but had we not done anything, well, we, we could have lost twenty Brandon. million dollars. So, really, when you think about it, it's a ten million dollar savings. I told you guys the first rant I had on this podcast was all of life is expectations. So this mm-hmm. is the same thing as that. This whole podcast is about lowering expectations and then trying to rise above that extremely low bar. Sure as hell is. So that's our marriage advice, Josh. Good luck. I I think you're probably going to be successful now. Did he send us any honeymoon questions? Uh, I got advice there. We talked about We asked him to send them. He didn't send any, but let's just give him some general honeymoon advice. This this is a good forum for general honeymoon advice, general marriage advice from the three... Married members of the podcast. <laughs> well, we can talk about the wedding first because the wedding comes first. Right. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, open bar. You, you got to spring for an open bar. Just yeah. do it. It's a shit ton of money. You will have. You will never have more fun with your friends. You'll probably never have that group of people all together at the same time again. You scatter like dandelion seeds in the wind. Um, fucking spring for it. Have fun. Yeah, that's uh, really um, one of the most important things about a wedding. Um, if you really think about it, the only time that you could actually say a wedding sucked was if they didn't give you your food on time and if you if drinks were too expensive. Everything else is going to yeah. be fine no matter what. You know, I mean, you kind of make the most of your night as a guest. Those are That's really true. the keys. Focus on those two things. Nobody gives a shit. I'm sorry, Josh. You're going to have to be nice about this to your wife, but nobody gives a shit about the centerpiece. Nobody no. gives a shit about if there's different sort of uh, tie back things on the chairs. Just nope. jerk off motion for all of it for six straight months yep. of planning. Jerk off motion, jerk off motion, jerk off motion. Just make sure that there's yep. beer there that's accessible and make sure the yep. food gets out on time so people don't get super drunk beforehand and you're good to go. That's awesome. I love the right before the end of the dance, at the very end, having supper, having like a snack available. I've, I've seen it where they bring yep. pizzas. As, yeah. as a wedding goer, that is awesome. Wedding's old. That's a great idea. Cheat. It's not relatively. It's not that expensive. Yep. So just order a bunch of fucking pizzas delivered at one a.m. or whatever it is when people are leaving. There are um, very few things better than drunk eating. Very few. No. no true. I um, mean, that's about. Where it. do you guys stand on the DJ versus live band issue? I've never been to one with a live band, so I have. No I love opinion. them with live bands. I think that is if you can get a good live band. We um, had a DJ just because there really weren't any other options. We did, too. Cloud. We didn't either. Yeah, we had no other options. He was fine. But, I mean, I, I know Brandon had a really good experience with his live band, and if, you know, I had my druthers, and I think Mandy agrees, we would have done that. I think so, too. I didn't know you had a live band, Brandon. I, was I had invited. Hookers and Blow at my wedding. <laughs> That's the name of the band? Yeah, Hookers and Blow. That's uh, the Honey Dogs lead singer, Adam Levy, and his crew. Um Voted Adam best Levy. cover That's band. The Maroon Five guy? 
Don't feel bad, Clarence. That was my reaction too. <laughs> Adam Levy is oh. lead singer of the Honey Dogs, man. They're awesome. Awesome local that. band. A local institution. Clarence would actually like them. They have a good country rock influence thing going on. Yeah, and so Hookers and Blow is their cover band. They've won like I don't know, a bunch of awards for best cover band in Minnesota, and they play a lot of uh, old school Motown and funk Perfect. and Jones and oh. everything else. Uh, it. Yeah, it was, it was uh, probably the, I mean, the greatest, most fun night of my whole life, and a lot of it was because of that band. It was yeah, not because of the point. fucking pictures beforehand, and <laughs> you know, it was not about that we slaved over the order of who's walking down the aisle first. Again, jerk off motion, all of that. Jo motion. J O M. Music. The music was super important to us, so we had every song mapped out from beginning to end. And, uh, yeah, it was fucking great. People just want to have a beer and go dance to some good music. So, Fiedler, so this is what we got so far. Uh, let's just recap. Uh, cheap or free drinks. Uh-huh. Uh, good live band, if you can. And three was food at the very end of the Drunk dance. food. I yep, want to add one in there as a wedding goer. So I've never gotten married, but as a wedding goer, do the pictures before the ceremony and then go straight from the ceremony to the reception because there's nothing worse than a wedding where the ceremony's at 11 in the morning and the reception's not till 6 or something. Oh, and you no go off, shit. You yeah, go off and take sucks. pictures yeah. forever and everybody who's yeah. there has to go entertain themselves for three hours or whatever. That's true. Well, Be a little yeah, bit considerate. people here. at Target halfway through getting your wedding present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's printing off that fucking registration thing with six gifts left and racing toward it. <laughs> Terrible idea. Really bad idea to have hours between that. It's true. Yep. Yeah, but if you have to do it, whatever. Yep. Just make it happen that way. It's way better. Uh, any other wedding advice, or should we move on to the honeymoon then the marriage advice? Well, I also would say that it's kind of silly that we're trying to tell Josh what to do because he has pretty much no say in what happens at this point. <laughs> I tried really hard to have a point of view. Um, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I've I've got some opinions. No. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Danielle was almost immediately like, just, why don't you just shut the fuck up and go sit in the corner, bro? <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I got this. an idea, Brandon. How yeah. about you go shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. do that part of this whole thing, and I'll handle the rest of it. You shut the fuck up from now and now until September. And talk again. <laughs> Um, Okie doke, I'll be over here then the But I up. mean, yeah, I mean We were able to do some stuff that I thought was a good point But I just, I had to make sure that I was like Not just going Let's do it this way Because it's better It means a hell of a lot more to her than it does to you Yeah, probably Alright Further advice? Yeah, I think we, we covered it That's it? We nailed yeah. things. Any, any other Pretty marriage sure advice? Life advice? Jeez, this is deep. No, I, mean, we, I mean, we can't give away all this stuff for free. We gotta hold, hold some yeah. back. Yeah, I'm working. On we the didn't book. give it away for free. He sponsored the podcast. Oh shit, that's right. No, ah. we covered it. Yeah. All right, that's it. Congratulations, Jess. Good luck. And when this doesn't work, you can't pin it on us. We're just I would like to ask our other end. listeners to uh, send questions. These are fun. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We're more than willing to give for terrible us. advice on any subject that you'd like. You don't even have to sponsor <laughs> the podcast. Just tweet yep. at Sportive Podcast, and we'll answer your terrible, terrible questions. I oh, guarantee I you we can yep. give terrible advice on every single subject they can think of. Every subject. I got a theory, a uh, crazy theory on pretty much every subject. Yep. We sure do. All right. Let's, you know, we're, we're pretty far into the podcast, so let's get on to the actual sports at this point. I think 
the biggest thing that happened this week is that the Nikola Pekovic signed his contract finally after delaying for pretty much all summer, even though everyone knew he was coming back to the Timberwolves. Brandon, I think you're our basketball correspondent here. So the question number one is, is this a good contract that the Timberwolves got out of this or a bad one? Um, overall, good. Uh, he's probably slightly overpaid uh, just because of the amount of years, but it was necessary. Um, I think fans will probably regret that last season, maybe the last two seasons, because I don't expect someone his size uh, to age very smoothly. Um, you know, he's like 400 pounds. Um, so, you know, I, yeah. but overall, I think you had to do it. You have to keep people in Minnesota because unless they're forced to be here by contract, they don't want to be here. And I don't blame them in the least. Yeah, and Although he's... he seems to like Minnesota. I know he, like, stayed up here in the off season for a while and went ice fishing and whatnot. Yeah, but didn't still. he talk a lot about ice fishing at his press conference? Yeah. That's yeah, a guy you got to hang on to. There are very few NBA players that have come out in favor of ice fishing in the past. Oh, yeah, exactly. Very um, few so athletes in general, I suppose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, the uh, overlap there is is not very not very much of it. So yeah, overall good contract had to do it. Would have been an absolute disaster if they didn't. So now that Pekovic is ac- actually signed for the year, where how are you feeling about the Wolves at this point? This is a question for everybody. How are you feeling about the Wolves' chances for a the playoffs, b to be even better than scraping into the playoffs? Um, will they be healthy? Uh, let's assume for our one blind optimistic moment that they will be. Is the Western Conference still just completely freaking stacked? I think it is next year, isn't it? Although the Lakers, I think, are terrible next year. The I think Mavs the best you can also gotten worse. The be- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Best you could hope for, correct me if I'm wrong, Brand is probably like 6, 7 seed. That'd be a fair thing to say. That's if everything that goes be, right. Everything going right. For everything going right is a six seed, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. most realistic is an eight seed. Yeah. I mean, they have enough talent, and, I mean, health, that's, health is such a big thing. I mean, they don't stay healthy is the whole thing. And they don't have their best defender from last year. And the guys that they re-signed, uh, part of the guys they signed, I mean, Pekovic is not a great defender by any means. Am I correct in that regard? Well, he's good right. at pushing people, but he's not particularly good at blocking shots or protecting the rim. And obviously Kevin Love, that's not his strong suit. 
I mean, rebounding, very good at rebounding, but defense, not not so good. Kevin Love's not a bad defender, is he? He's um, terrible. Is I he think, terrible? He? I think he's I believe he's, I believe he's, he's terrible, I think, is... Well, yeah, Rubio's good. Rubio's a good defender. Rubio is good, and that's about it. Even Corey yeah. Brewer supposedly is good, and he's actually not very good. And we all know Kevin Martin is terrible. One of the worst. One yep. of the worst defenders. One of the worst. But Chase Buttinger, blech. Here's the point that somebody tried to make. I can't remember who this was. But the Timberwolves had a collection, other than Kirilenko last year, they had a collection of pretty bad defenders, and yet they were a fairly good defensive team. So can they pull that off again? The problem with that is Bill Baino is gone. He was the assistant coach that was in charge of defense, and he was a great coach. Yeah, but he doesn't have some special magic that can't be reproduced, does he? By Rick Ottleman and company? There's really not a whole lot of magic in general. It's just sort of paying attention and um, uh, understanding principles better than others do. I mean, I don't know what how people that are good coaches do it. I don't understand how Popovich does either, but, uh, you know, from year to year, that guy's been great. And you're right, he did take that collection of... Uh, of guys last year to be like middle of the pack. I'm just saying regression sounds uh, pretty likely at this point. So in our expert opinion, their defense could really go either way next year. Yes. They could be middling again or they could be awful. They could be average at best next year. Average would be incredible. And last place is not out of the question. Correct. That wouldn't be so bad. They could, you know, be like the Phoenix Suns in the 70s, try to win every game 140 to 125. Yes. Yeah, that could Seven be cool. Seven seconds. Seven seconds, yep. That could be fun. No, wait, you said six seconds. What is it, seven? What are we I land said on? seven. That's what my proposal is, seven seconds shot clock. Have you heard back from Stern yet? Uh, we are, yeah, we're trading emails. You know how, you know how Dave is. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, David, he's a little he doesn't slow. show all his cards. He didn't show all his cards. Keeps him close to his vest. So, so it's a negotiation. I'm guessing then that means you didn't send a little vial of anthrax with your proposal as you were first thinking. I sent him a vial of manthrax. Uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit of spooge. You uh, <laughs> know a jar and sent it to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Good God. I agree with Stu. Good God. All right. Last week, you guys talked like with some sophisticated guy, like about adult topics. Yeah, what did you think of that, Clarence? You were in here last week. What did you think of last week's podcast? uh, I thought it was mature. It was very good. I thought it was the best one that the sport has ever had. But it was mature. I do. Yeah, it was interesting. I listened <laughs> I know. to it today, this afternoon. That's yep. Not always where we end up is interesting. All right, final Tim Rules question. How long... I've sort of been a set, obsessed with this idea that there's a window for the Tim Rules to be good. That uh-huh. this window is... With Kevin Love's injury last year and Ricky Rubio's injury, that this window is closing prematurely, basically. That they had this chance to be good, and now it's not going to happen. But they've signed Pekovic, so... How long is this window open for? I want to first answer that by telling you that this is one of the saddest questions I've ever heard. Well, it's coming from me, so that's fairly likely. It's really, really, really sad for two reasons. Number one, this window isn't really open. By window, you mean a window to maybe 
maybe be a six seed, and maybe sometime in the future be a three seed, maybe someday. Yes. And that would need to be an absolute miracle for anything better than that. So we're talking about not a window like the Thunder have a window or the Heat have a window. We're talking about a window of just being okay. Um, it's not really what I would consider a window for the most part, right? Hey. Um, yeah, right. So, um, But obviously you know that part um, as well. But I think the fact that you asked about a window um, that uh, needs to close at some point makes it seem like even being a competent organization is a temporary thing for you. Absolutely um, it is. Look at the draft picks they've is, had. Right? Look at the draft picks they've had for the past couple of years. They got nothing out of being one of the worst teams in the NBA for like five years. They managed to pick up Ricky Rubio, and that was it out of all of those drafts. They're not getting any better. They're going to be terrible again very, very soon. So how long until that happens? Just tell me how long until everything is going to be awful. Okay, so you know that how sad that question was. Good, yes. okay. I just wanted you to acknowledge that. This window um, of which you speak is two years if nothing goes well because Love will be on his last year of his contract and the, he will be traded uh, and he'll be very happy about it and everybody in Minnesota will hate his guts. Um, and it could be up to four years uh, if everything works out as planned. We've got uh, Love and Rubio and Pekovic all locked up for the next three seasons. Um, so that's where the two and the four comes from. All right. um, four years if we decide, most likely going to sign Rubio uh, to an extension and could potentially sign uh, Love to an extension um, uh, an extra year at least. So maybe four years is what I'm giving you. Um, but that's about it. And it's not going to last any longer unless Flip somehow becomes a smart person at 60 years old and learns how to make smart trades and seek out talent in the draft. Um, I think we're looking at two years of fun. Mild fun. Two years of mild fun. I can handle that. Two I years mean, of mild fun would be just amazing at this point. We've had ten years of horrible awfulness. Two years of mild fun is going to be a breath of fresh air. When yes. was the last? It's been literally ten years since the Timberwolves made the playoffs, hasn't it? Uh, eight. It's been eight years. Right. Yeah, the yeah. longest. It is the longest drought in the NBA, too. They are the. So you know, when you have nothing, making the playoffs isn't so bad. It was like the first couple of years when the Twins were winning division titles again. It didn't. It didn't really matter that they kept losing every year in, in the first round of the playoffs. Although they did in the first year, they were in two thousand two. But it didn't really matter because it just felt good to not be terrible again. And the same thing will happen if the Twins ever get back to that. But yeah, and I think it's sort of bullshit that fans. I mean, I don't know. I guess I. I'm just saying, for the most part, I think it's bullshit that fans um, complain that they only get into the playoffs and don't ever win at all. I mean, the point of it is to have a fun season and decent, you know, playoff run and get to enjoy yourselves. That you should be happy with that part. And I think don't... the players should be bummed if they don't win at all because it's their actual job. But it's just entertainment for us, so who gives a shit? And we all know that in at least three of the major sports, the playoffs are basically a crapshoot anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Just getting to the playoffs is enough in the NFL and the NHL and baseball for sure. Probably the NBA too, although the NBA is slightly less though. Generally, it yeah, seems the NBA like is probably the most. Yeah, generally, it seems like success. the best teams win in the NBA playoffs, especially since oh, they eliminated the five game series. Funny how that works. How yeah. the best teams win and the best teams are always on 
in the biggest markets. Fucking mystery. Yeah, the oh. heat, man. <laughs> that San Antonio that market. That Holy San Antonio shit. TV market is pretty important for the league. Ooh, oh, you guys, remember what Detroit they keep that. The you guys used it. Isn't isn't you the one that? Aren't you the one that said that one odd example when people bring that up? That's how you know they're losing the argument. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely what we just did. <laughs> No, we didn't. We just pointed out that, uh, like... Nope, we deserve that, well, Brandon. We deserve This that. season, the Wolves Miami. are going to battle all season long with the Nugs for the one and two seed <laughs> in the uh, National Conference. Um, Danielle Marshall? Yep. Uh-huh. For the Nugs, he's going to make the Wolves regret giving up on him. Yep. Uh-huh. They gave and, up on him uh, far too quickly. This all the, the, key to, the key to that bit was the gaming, I think. That was my favorite part of that whole bit, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to point out that we didn't just point out exceptions. We pointed out, like, the vast majority of winners. Vast recently. majority, my ass, except for Boston and L.A. <laughs> being the vast majority fucking, <laughs> oh, whoopsie doodle. Here's the vast majority of the fucking two teams that have won the national championships. Two? Recent from Miami, one recent from I Dallas. Miami, it's we just have a fucking... tiny little market. You yes. still just named two of the seven largest TV markets in America. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Not even close. Oh, my God. The bold fucking Chicago, L.A., Boston, and Miami are two, four of the biggest markets in this country, and they've dominated NBA basketball. Well, since, you're not uh, going to get worse than 30 markets. So yeah, they're and, all and the other big. one where the NBA draft obviously was rigged was for the was for the Knicks, which is in well, last time I checked, New York City. Which you is mean the, the Knicks? Biggest, with yeah, the 480 win percentage. The powerhouse. Just because they couldn't talk about Patrick Ewing, which started the whole effing NBA is fixed. Man, and how many rings did he get? Well, that he ended up being a turd, but at the time he was a big deal. Okay. All right. Well, All right. your conspiracy is straight up crazy. I know you know that. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. San Antonio Spurs, Oklahoma City Thunder. These are supposed to be the best teams. You don't think David Stern is? Well, you talk to him. When he gets your manthrax, let us know what, you, what he thinks about that. Okie doke. <laughs> um. John, do we have time for me to fire more shots at Jerry Zagoda? We always have time for you to fire shots at Jerry Zagoda. Jerry, he seems like a nice guy. I don't know if you guys know him at all. I'm sure he's a very friendly guy. Um, so I don't mean to be, like, seriously angry at him, but this dude is just embarrassing himself on the regular by telling people that stats don't tell the whole story, his point of view. They don't tell the whole story. Well, they pretty much do, like 98% of the story. So just accept it and get in the now. You know what I mean? In what specific ways was he telling people stats don't tell the whole story? I'm guessing it was related to Corey Brewer because Corey Brewer is objectively terrible. Yes, that happened a bunch of times, and it was very sad how he was like, well, the numbers might not be there, but uh, the way he carries himself is a lot different now. <laughs> like, I give a shit, and, like, that means anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if the numbers aren't there, the dude is bad. There's no way around it anymore. Like... If he doesn't show up in the prototypical box score, he's going to show up in the plus-minus or whatever else, right? There's yeah. no hidden gems anymore in basketball. And this guy just doesn't do the research to figure that out. And he just like acts like he's an authority. It's embarrassing. Um, so basically, uh, and then so somebody called Flip out this week because Flip said, hey, now that we have our three guys, 
Um, I feel like they'll all, all three of them will be in the top three or whatever at their position soon. Um, and obviously a bunch of people were like, okay, um, that's very nice of him to say, but Rubio is nowhere near a top three point guard. Uh, and of course, Zagoda, like the obedient whipping boy, has to go and defend Flip to people constantly. Like, why is this media guy defending the general manager? He's not on the payroll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and his point was uh, how many point guards make their teammates better as much as Rubio does, which is like eighth on the list of most important things for a point guard, right? What's I mean, first like, they, on the list? Um, I mean, you could – his per, maybe, his win shares, um, plus minus on a season, being good himself, uh, steals, assists, points. I mean, just the whole, like, makes his teammates better. is just this one of these weirdo things that you say – if you don't have anything to back it up. Well, you, you, we know he's fairly good on defense, so isn't his offensive role to make his teammates better? Possibly, but... So is he better at that than Russell Westbrook is? Well, Russell Westbrook can shoot like... Uh, unlike Rubio, who shoots like he has his eyes closed. Exactly. So I'm just saying, it's not... I think I would take the guy who's just really good better than the guy who isn't very good but makes his teammates better. Like, it's just right. not that big of a priority. And if that's your way of... By the way, he's not defending a point that he made. He's defending a point that the guy he's covering objectively made. Yeah. You know? I just thought it was a really weird um, weird response to people who are like, well, keep dreaming, Flip. Um, so anyway, Jer Bear, you seem nice, but I don't like the job that you're doing, and I'm going to keep on firing some shots. I'll try to be funnier next time. <laughs> the end. And sold. <laughs> All right. Next thing I want to talk about is... September's coming up in the baseball season, which means that it's time to call up anybody who's on the 40-man roster. There was a little bit of a debate going on today between Clarence and our guy Mike Rand about the possibility of calling up Miguel Sano in September. Rand was against, Clarence was for, so I thought we'd take this time for Clarence to go ahead and beat down Rand because Rand's not here to defend himself. And we should point out that no, Sano is not on the 40-man roster right now, but he could be by well, dropping who, any... Who could they possibly clear yeah, from the 40-man roster? He could be by roster. dropping any... These... 20, 26 guys could be dropped off the 40-man <laughs> roster without any problem. <laughs> well, who are uh, who wants to stick up for Rand? I mean, he isn't here to defend All right, I'll play devil's ad. I'll play devil's advocate. I'll play the role of Mike Rand. I need well, to go no, get I want a card someone again. that actually believes this. Does anybody actually believe Sano uh, shouldn't be called up? Stu one of them called up last year. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought so. All right. So nobody either doesn't have an opinion. I'll, or... I'll tell. I'll tell. I'm receptive to the argument that he shouldn't be called up. Yeah. So I can. I can. I can argue the other side of this. I actually am receptive to it too, but only for the reason that Mike doesn't agree with, which is to not start a service clock. Um, yeah. It's the only logical reason I can see. Otherwise, I, I don't see it. Well, so go ahead, John. What, to me, it, to me, it comes down to deciding which way is going to make him better in the future. Is he going to be better at a level where there's some coach, you know, there's some coaching that goes on or is he going to be better just getting thrown into the deep end in the major league where it's like, well, if you're in the majors, you must be good. So it's time to produce. There's absolutely no way of knowing that answer. So you might as well have fun. Fucking throw him up here. There's no way of answering that. I don't care what they say or what they think they know. There's no way of knowing what is best for him in the long run. It's a fucking crapshoot. 
they don't know. We don't know. So you might as well err on the side of, what the fuck? Let's see him play. We're not playing for anything anyways. Bring him up here. Well, we could see him play just by having Fox Sports broadcast more New Britain games and fewer Twins games, which I think I would be in favor of at this point. I actually would enjoy that a lot. Just Buxton uh, uh, games um, and Sonoma. Yeah. Do you want a live Twins uh, break-in here? Yes, we do. Uh-oh. Because it's kind of it is no it ties into it because we just had the best moment of the season I think in a, for a, for a lousy baseball team it was a six to three Twins two outs bottom nine Detroit had two runners on and Miguel Cabrera at the plate and he is out of his mind as yes, you're all well aware uh, Perkins struck him out your guy Glenn Perkins yeah our everyone's guy Glenn Perkins well everyone's guy struck him out but, but I mean that's that's the, that's a legitimately awesome thing. Am I correct in that? Yes, regard? it is. So they won tonight. They won tonight, six to three. Paul Free had a really good start, actually, of all things. That did. But happen. literally, fi- literally five minutes after that happened, Rob Anthony is actually on TV right now, <laughs> explaining to the press that Joe Maurer has been placed on the seven-day DL with a concussion. Oh no! Shit. You're kidding yeah. me. No, I'm not kidding <sighs> you at all. No. So literally, five minutes after the one, like a really, I mean, a legitimately inspiring, cool moment that made it look like a professional frickin' fan franchise, Joe, their best player goes on the disabled list. How did Maurer yeah. get a concussion? When did um, this he happen? He got the hell kicked out of him yesterday. I mean, he was he played catcher yesterday, and I I was there for a good six and a half innings of the game. As <laughs> I think my Twitter followers know, and. Uh, he took a beating back there yesterday. But nobody kicked him in the head like John McDonald like, kicking Justin Morneau in the side of the head? It was all foul tips. No. He no, got like four foul different foul tips off the mask. Yeah. So well, especially that was especially hard. So there's a chance yeah. he so there's a chance and there's no such thing as a minor brain injury, but there's a chance that this is a minor brain injury and not one of the Corey Kosky, Justin Morneau ones that's going no to chance, John. ruin his life. It's career no. career ending. This yeah. one is uh, it's it's fucking over, John. You're probably right. It's got kids okay, to and, and just and uh, they did call up somebody to replace him. Who did they call up? <laughs> it was Calabello. Ah. Uh, <laughs> a little tit yank in there. A little tit yank. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Gotta get that was pretty fun. They also yeah. they also called up Michael Tonkin, I think, yesterday or the they, they, yeah today. they did call him up. They sent uh, uh, Gibson down, I think. Yeah. So they called up to replace him. So. I keep getting Michael well, Tonkin fine, con- confused with Michael Nakamura, who was with the Twins for about a day and a half. Was that a Golf of Tonkin? No, it was a Honky Tonkin. Oh, okay. Uh, so there, there, Mark. Well, that's. that's a, Mauer is done. His career is over. That was yep. a good, yeah, good run. He won an MVP. Um, good run. So what I was going to say about the Snow thing is I think that a really exciting rookie is the least fun to watch in baseball because if they're bad, there's no good side to it. They only get up a few times. If they look like shit. Like Aaron Hicks is a perfect example. Yes. That seemed like a really great idea at the start of the year. It was really, really, really not pretty to watch. I guess you can make the argument that it was maybe good for him and it couldn't hurt, which is fine. I mean, I'm not like – there's no way I'm on Team Rand on this one. Um, but I'm just saying, like, calling him up just for the fans is probably going to leave some people disappointed. Yeah, like, I don't uh, – I certainly don't want to watch him fail. So that would be a reason that I wouldn't want him to come up in September because if he doesn't do well, then that will just add to the general panic that I – feel every day of my life. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so you'd re- what's you know what's really not fun is watching fucking Doug Bernier bat. That that's that's no yeah, but football was not fun. <laughs> that's something that's. No matter what happens, that's not. Yeah, but football no, season's about, about to start. I don't have to watch Doug Bernier bad anymore. Fucking yeah, you guys. Football comes. So that's what you're scared of is that he might fail and that yep. it might not be fun to watch if he fails. So instead, let's watch. I'd rather have him out of sight at double A doing well. Jesus Christ, you guys. I can't even. <laughs> I'm just saying your point of view is my, just my, that it's fun, right? It, it's fun. That's be it. fun. Well, my point of view is that he has his stats in the minor leagues have been overwhelming yep. for a 20-year-old. He's fucking and, awesome. And Rand's comeback was like, was well, his batting average isn't very high. Well, you know what? His game is not batting average. That's not his game. It, it will never be high. Ignore batting average. He is leading the Eastern League, the league that he plays in, in slugging percentage. He's not. He's, there's yeah. nobody better in the league in slugging percentage. He's not. That's his game, his power. Mm-hmm. He is ready. He's He's dominating that league in power. Fucking call him up. The the only argument I see against it is starting a service clock. I get that. Yep. You you want to play for the future. You don't want to start a service clock so that he doesn't become more expensive earlier. That argument I get, but you know what? As a Twins fan, as a Minnesota fan, I grow tired of being the the, the fucking ant. I want to be the grasshopper for once. Fucking, I just want to, let's have some fucking fun. Let's play this up. Let's bring him up. Christ, it's August. There's not dick else going on right now. The Vikes haven't started. Hockey hasn't started. I don't know. Has the NBA started? They may be halfway through the season. I don't fucking know. Yeah, we'll there's nothing well. else. There's nothing else going on. Call them the fuck up. What the, there's nothing to hurt. Get him on the 40, man. Cut fucking Debinson Romero or who who gives a fuck who you cut? And uh, bring him up. What do you have to lose? Uh, yeah. Well, what about what about the fans? If he the, I think where Rand really lost me when he said, "What if he does well?" That could also be a bad thing, because then fans are going to be excited for next year. Uh, I don't uh, remember him saying that. Well, Brandon just said it, and Rand's not here oh. to defend himself, so <laughs> Ergo, Rand actually said that. He said it maybe uh, on Twitter at some point. He's like, if he does terribly, that's bad. If he does great, then he's going to be saddled with these expectations that he might not be able to reach and leading to more disappointment down the road, uh, yep. yada, yada, yada. Uh, and that's a little bit crazy. Um no, I mean, I'm obviously with you. I think it sounds great. Who gives a shit? I don't think Sorry. it's going to... There's no way that it's going to hurt... I don't understand how it could possibly hurt his development. I don't mean that they're saying if he fails, then he... Fails. No, he's 20. Fuck, he doesn't know any better anyways. If he fails, he fails. Guess strikes out all the time. He's yeah. used to failure. Fuck, you know, he's just going to be excited. He's not afraid of it. No, let's just give it a shot. I mean, I never it. strike out, and I'm terrible at hitting. There's no correlation <laughs> there. You can call me. Well, up. there you go. Yeah, call Brandon up. Yep. I was only talking about, like, if he does poorly, it won't be that fun. I'm, again, tempering expectations. Like, it might be fun once in a while to have him come up. It probably won't be a whole lot of fun to watch. There's nothing fun right now about any – what's fun about the Twins right now? What are What are you excited about? For the twins in August and September, 
Name uh, one thing. Glenn I thought Gibson's going to be short, but Gibson got got called, got you know sent down, and even if he gets brought up, he'll he'll be cut off here in a start or two. Hicks is gone. Uh, who the fuck else? Arcia is now hurt. I'm trying to think of some young guys. More no might Mauer get traded. Get That's your Mauer is is dying. Um, <laughs> Uh, what seriously? Name one goddamn thing. Uh, I fuck. I don't. It's a mystery to me. Uh, Everything that was fun well, is gone. Is uh, Dozier fun to watch? Dozier's fun, kind of. He cut the hair. Yeah, then the hair. Yeah, he is. He's, he's he apparently guy. is in a cover band called Silky Smooth. <laughs> yes, he, he plays on the big screen when he gets up. It says he plays the uh, piano. The guitar and the harmonica. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, silky smooth. So, de- that definitely. Yeah. I'm not even allowing myself to think that that's real because it's so crazy. <laughs> like, nope. Uh, not even I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't write about that on a Friday as a makeup thing because it seems too far of the, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, it's, it's impossible no to make fun it. of. Silky smooth. There's no human being on earth who would name their band Silky Smooth. I refuse uh, to believe it. There's nothing fun about the Twins right now, except for their goofy cover bands that they play in. Yep. Yeah. DJ Hay Beef and Silky Smooth. <laughs> so this was a really good uh, year for me to move away and not watch any baseball this year, huh? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, you picked a good one. Yep. It ain't Although been fun. No. It would have been fine as well. So we all agree about the Sano thing. That kind of stinks. I wanted a schism. Well, yeah. I, as much fun as it would be to watch him, I'm still on board with the service clock thing. Because I, I argued for Hicks to come up because I, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a superstar. Sano very well could be a superstar, the way he's hitting now. And it's important that the Twins hang on to him for as long as possible, especially given that they're going to be terrible next year no matter what they do the pitching staff is going to be terrible again because it is. So they really need to aim for 2015 with Sano rather than getting overexcited and wasting service time now. But so don't you think even that, though it uh, would be fun, I'm I'm on board with the service clock thing. I think put that, that we are put that food away for winter, John. John the ant just keeps storing that food away. Yeah, for John. They have lots of money, man. They have plenty exactly of money. Right. Yeah, but unlimited it's... funds. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Miguel Sano and you're a superstar, are you going to sign a contract with the Twins? Or are you going to get out of here as soon as possible? Well, well service time or not, that's that. kind of irrelevant. Well, it's like saying he's going to wait for his six years and then immediately bolt. So yeah. Just hold on him because he's... that's what I assume. Well, I mean... Wouldn't you do that? No, I mean, not not really in baseball. The weather's nice here. The organization's fine. I don't think that's as big of an issue for the Twins as it is the Timberwolves. Even so, I'm sticking with the service clock. It's John, the only yeah. legitimate argument I see against it, so I'm not going to argue too hard right. against it, even though I'd still just deaf it bring them up. All right, one last thing to talk about. Stu, I think, was the only one who watched the Vikings preseason game, so he can talk about how great Christian Ponder was in the uh, next season. Can you compare him to an all-time great? I yes. mean, is he, like, Montana level right now? Is he, like, an Elway? Like, where is he? He, is, he was a uh, Henry Burris. 
That's not a person. Uh, that was, uh, <laughs> he was Henry Burris to Matt Castle's Peter Tom Willis on uh, Friday night. I, I know I mentioned this on Twitter, a popular uh, microblogging platform that night, that the best quarterback on Friday night was MBT, McLeod, Bethel, Zerwanga, Thompson. <laughs> and um, it really wasn't that. Obviously, he was playing against the freaking Buffalo Bills eighth stringers at the time, but neither uh, Ponder nor Castle acquitted themselves very well, in my opinion. I think the stats and the play back me up on that. Huh. It was just not not they were just they just played poorly is what it comes down to. Does anybody on this podcast believe he can improve greatly? Nope. From the last two seasons, does anybody? I think he can. I think he can improve, but I don't. Think, I, 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 think, I don't think he can improve greatly. No. Improve to where? Let's like within. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the league. And I he think he can. Be, like, I think. I think he can be Brad Johnson at his best. So Brad, Brad Johnson, Johnson won. The point is to win a Super Bowl, and Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl behind yeah. maybe one of the greatest defenses in NFL history. So that that's all. There's no maybe. You don't have to condition, make that a conditional. That was one of the great defenses so, in NFL okay, history. So all the Vikings have to do is create the greatest defense in the history of football, and they may have a chance. That's is that where. We're, what we're pinning our hopes on right now? Uh, they have a uh, one of the three best running backs in NFL history, and they have to and, have okay. a very, very, very good defense to get to the Got Super Bowl. Christian okay. Ponder as their quarterback, which was they're not going to do. So. so his ceiling, at least this podcast, and I'm fine listening to other arguments. I, I think it, Brad Johnson is a really good. Yeah, that's, I think that's his ceiling. I think he can be a good. I mean, oh. from what we've seen of him, can anyone? Can, <sighs> Anyone have a better ceiling than that? Could you do? I think Johnson didn't have much in the way of ceiling, arm strength. If you're going to compare him to historical quarterbacks or, or say what his ceiling is, it would be like who was the best quarterback before they uh, allowed the forward pass, like in the 1930s <laughs> NFL. Who was who was the really good quarterback back then? That would be his ceiling. Um, you know, some Y.A. Tittle. I suppose he passed two days. Pure, pure option yeah. quarterback. Scott Frost yeah, of Nebraska <laughs> in the 1990s. Harry Blood Sausage yes. Pratchett from the Chicago <laughs> Cardinals. Eric Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. This is a great discussion. <laughs> We're yeah, so he wasn't was fucked. Yep. That's, that's the thing I agree with most, Clarence. We are that we're just entirely fucked. Yep, for in the butt for at just, least a season, right? Because there's no such thing as like trading for a, I don't know, like they're fucked all season is the problem. It's no. not like a certain. Well, no, they're not, necess- not necessarily because he was bad last year and they went ten and six and got in the playoffs. So I mean, not necessarily, it's not necessarily a lost season. Every yes. bounce went their way, though, right? And they true. had the greatest true. rushing season by I believe the greatest they were like, season. By Ever. They were like five and one in like games where it was like a three pointer less margin, which is yeah. crazy. They had a field goal kicker that made every kick he took practically, including yeah. forty yeah, they million. Yeah, all the balls, all the balls bounced right, correct. And then Ponder's really good game. He say for the last game when they absolutely had to win. So I mean, it, that wasn't even that good game. No, it was. It was a competition. Well we're well aware of your, you know, yeah. Yeah, there we was know. like nine we know, we know. that just barely yeah. didn't get intercepted. Like, that was very close to being like a four-interception game. 
We're all well aware of it, Stu, and yet everybody, all the writers and everybody keeps saying that he had this phenomenal game against Green Bay. He completed 17 passes for 250 yards. Like, the, if it was a good game if it were 1963. Yep. It was a That's, good I'm game. I'm not going to do fucking cartwheels over a guy completing 250 yards. It was an awfully good game he for the a, classic Suburban Conference. This is when yes. the low expectations <laughs> screws us. Like, hey, just, it wasn't the worst thing. Come on, guys. It wasn't the worst I, ever. Yep. I just I hurt. I think his ceiling is Chad Pennington. <laughs> Maybe. Chad Pennington We're is actually a pretty good comparison because Chad Pennington also couldn't throw the ball 20 yards in the air. Chad Pennington and Mark Sanchez are the only two other quarterbacks I can think of oh. that just couldn't throw more than 40 yards <laughs> if their I life depended on insides it. Insides hurt. <laughs> Like he like had to this. crow hop and just angry. The best is when the ball would like immediately go off screen up top. Yep. that's how fucking high he had to throw it to get it up. <laughs> yeah, it was just straight up in the air. We're gonna look back at this era of Vikings history as wasting the prime of AP's career because we didn't have a quarterback that was even in the top twenty in the league because yep. Spielman was so goddamn stubborn that he took this guy, reached up to 12 and took him, and would not admit his mistake. And just talked everybody into thinking this guy could actually do something. And he's a good guy, so everybody just it, it lets it go. Spielman's a good guy, Ponder's a good guy, so they don't call him on it. And meanwhile, the Emperor's buck-ass naked, and can't <laughs> fucking throw, and AP is just a fucking horse, just pulling this goddamn plow as hard as he can. And he's just, they're going to waste him. And then I'm just going to keep crying and drinking keep every crying. night. But what is the let's sentiment look. of, like, the rubes in Minnesota? Are people kind of like, hey, you never know, could get back in. Or it all. Like, going to win it all, Broxy. Yeah, it's his third year. He finally has receivers. The no, Ru- I mean, people are saying that. Like, I, mean, no. I know yeah. there the are rubes in Minnesota think, in the world. think we're going to win it all, and yet they all want yep. Christian Ponder bench. Okay, all right. So no, there's not a whole lot of... Support for Ponder. No, it's there. There's no groundswell of Christian Ponder support. Like this is the year, but I think there's also a fairly. I think if you polled everyone, they would assume the Vikings are going to make the playoffs again. The okay. the only light uh, that that I've seen, the only is Pelissero. The only good thing I've I've seen for for Ponder, Pelissero's theory is that. It, it takes three years to recover from a separated shoulder injury like Ponder had in college, and he's finally getting his arm strength back now this season. Um, so that maybe maybe Pelissero's right. Bucket. You don't, don't think know. he was saying that, or some guys were saying that last season and the season before? Shoulders maybe. feel better. I don't. I don't know. I want to believe Pelissero. He watches them. Yeah, Pel- I, yeah. But like, he he watches so much game tape. It's- I, I give him the benefit of the doubt on this. I mean, no one does that and is sane. So we're not going to vote him for Homer of the Week. Well, the problem no, is... Well, he he's not even the beat writer anymore. He he's works for USA Today writing about, you know, color-coded weather and yep. stuff. pie charts. He, he, he does the weather map on the back of the newspaper. It's now. nothing but pie charts for Pelissero from now on. Yep. Love it. Correct. <laughs> All right, well, that's depressing. Let, let's leave on this good thought. The Vikings may be bad, but the Packers are looking like they'll be terrible too. And we yeah, can all hang our hats down on that. Yeah, down the muck with us. Yep. Everyone's hurt. 
Everyone's hurt. Increasingly lost. Well, honest to God, if they have an issue like the Colts did with Peyton Manning when he got hurt, that team's like 4-12. and 12. Yeah, and then they got the first pick in the Seriously, draft and got Andrew Luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're they're that. If, if, I mean, if Rogers gets hurt, my God, that seems nothing. They got Vince Young. They do have Vince Young, and it's about time he starts. Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell. Oh, Harrell. Yeah. Well, they've ruined him. They've ruined him by not showing the confidence in him. So that, yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, all kidding. All kidding aside, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, that team is. Yep, garbage. that's a bad That they did nothing to help the. De- I mean, I'm. Obviously, I'm trolling Packer fans when I do the Rand ball bit, but uh, yes. that's that is a bad football team without Aaron Rodgers. You know, I mean, it's straight up bad. It's, if you put Aaron Rodgers uh, on the Vikings and put Christian Ponder on the Packers, you could well get a oh team, God. a very good football team, and one that was the first team ever to lose 18 games in a season. We would be so obnoxious if we had an Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God! I quarter. would be, in, God, I'd be, be insufferable. I'd be insufferable. Oh, oh my God! Like a, just, oh. It would just be so. Oh, we'd be I just do a Wisconsin art tour. That's all I do is <laughs> yeah. go to Wisconsin to different bars and talk about how awesome different jerseys. Yeah, just get fist fights every weekend, and it would be. The I mean, you'd have like different different obscure Vikings jerseys, and you'd be talking about how they're really the secret <laughs> to the Vikings' success. Yes, you know people. Oh. People don't talk about Everson Griffin that much, but my God, you know when he comes in situationally, he really carries the Vikings' defense. He's an unsung hero. That's why I wear his jersey to this bar. Show up, show up a week after that with Jeff Locke's jersey. You know, with like so a cluey, I was worried, but Jeff Locke has really stepped up and helped us get ten teams inside the twenty. He's really the secret to this Minnesota Vikings team. That's why I wear his jersey number. Mark That's why Sher- I have this apple. Marcus Sherrill all of Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, Marcus Sherrill's, yeah. Uh, God, we'd be the worst. It's, it's for the best that they keep us humble. Because we're not good people. No, 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 not in any way. No. Preaching to the choir. Everybody knows that. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, anybody else have anything they want to mention, or should we wrap it up here? Probably wrap it up, I think. I am talked out. That's yeah. all I got. All right. Uh, Brad, thanks for- Brad's got to go to Boji. And uh, get some tasty waves under his feet. Shout out to Iowa. We're not at the corn god's feet. No shout outs to Iowa on this podcast. I feel very strongly about this. Shout out to Iowa. There we go. Now now Kinnick faked his war wounds. Go to hell, (laughs) Porter State. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Stu, you are a national treasure. I, I do my best. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back. Maybe never. You never know. Um, you can Probably tomorrow. Fi- maybe never. Probably tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can go to the website. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Good night.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.